Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining us on Evolving Convos Podcast. I'm Elena. And I'm Andrew. What's up? (laughs) And today we are discussing taking care of yourself. I think we've had a lot of, uh, well, we've had three (laughs) podcast episodes so far, but they've been a lot of heavy conversation. And we're totally missing, not missing, but we're totally going to cover the exciting piece of this journey of evolving loving yourself, and how do we really do that? How do we connect back to ourselves, our inner child, and say, this is my authentic, highest self? How do we honor that? Yeah, and ultimately, taking care, taking care of ourselves. Yes. That's what it really comes down to. Yes. So a big piece of self-care to me that I interpret, which actually Andrew helped me discover this a lot in myself, was to have more fun. Um, because... I was so used to being so responsible all the time that literally that was my mode, right? Mm. I'm like, how do I, fun wasn't even in my, in my agenda. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard when you're, when you're used to that go, go, go mode. Definitely. Definitely. I think, um, one of the most funnest things that recently that we actually experienced together was we took a trip to Mexico and I equate this, if you've ever seen Home Alone, I'm, I'm telling my age now, but if you've ever seen Home Alone where he gets stuck in New York City and he has his dad's credit card and he's in the hotel rooms mm. and he just buys whatever he wants. And, and and so Andrew and I took this vacation to Mexico and we were jumping on the beds. We were like doing yeah. things that for as a kid, I never did those things. Yeah, me neither. And so that experience in itself, I'm like, like I came back from Mexico and people were like, man, did you have a good time? Like, you look so great. And I'm like, yes, I did. And, and, and what'd you do? Well, we jumped on the beds. We ordered all this room service that yeah. nobody ate, by the way, which is not good. We should not waste food. But the point was, is we had like an ultimate kid, like, Getaway, inner child Retreat. getaway. Yeah. Which, and by the way, so fun. we we always say that if they don't have those, we're going to create one eventually because it would be awesome to go away for a weekend and just act like a kid and yeah, really just find out like like do you want to? I mean, if you love slides, let's rent a bunch of slides. Yes. Just, uh, yes. So so you know, taking good care of yourself in, in the in the inner child is one of the parts which is really fun and it's hard to let go of that because. Again, going back to our last episode, the belief that we always have to be focused. We have to, we always have to be go, go, go. What happens if we miss one day of work? Right. What happens if we actually say, Hey, today I feel like taking care of myself. Today I right. feel like actually meditating or laying out on the beach or just simply right. connecting with nature or like we're going to do in a couple of weeks, go to Disney. Yeah. So sometimes you got to revisit that. So, uh, the inner child is a beautiful part of that. Definitely. And I, I mean, they say laughter is the best medicine. Like, have you ever laughed so hard you cried? Because yeah. those moments happen to me. And it's like, man, like you literally in that time have no worry about anything. Yeah. yeah. You are, you are forced to be in that moment and it's pure fun. It's pure joy. I mean, I see it on my kids all the time, but you really see adults in that space. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and I just want to be candid and say that really honestly and truly like under no influence, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you don't have to have alcohol to be there. You don't have to do any drugs, which if those are your choices, I respect that. Um, All I'm saying is to really authentically be there in yourself is a beautiful feeling without any extra, um, I don't know what you would call that, influence, I guess. Yeah, outside influence. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, going back to the holistic uh, approach, so really when it comes to the self-care, I really think about three main things, of course, you know, the mind, the body, and the soul. 
So the mind would be that inner peace or the thoughts and all that right. we have. So, you know, one of the ways that we can tame that or one of the ways that we can, you know, I, I think I spoke about on the last episode where when I first started meditating, first of all, meditating for me was like a very triggering word because in the Christian culture, it's almost like against praying, right? Because who are you Really? Praying? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. It's almost like, um, I mean, I would be daring to say it's almost like an abomination. Really? Because what was their under, what was your interpretation of their explanation of meditation? New age. It's new age. And if you meditate, then uh, you're tapping into the evil spirits versus speaking to God in prayer. You're supposed to declare the Bible. You're not supposed to speak your own words, etc. Now, again, perhaps you went to a regular, uh, what I would consider, maybe you went to a standard Christian church. Perhaps those rules were not as extensive. My 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 grandparents and my mother, they're you know Pentecostal. We call it rajatabla, which is what is ruler. that a real word? Yes, yeah, <laughs> is that a real word? <laughs> it's, it's like ruler strong, meaning they're so rigid. What is it woman. again? Rajatabla. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ra- say it again. Rajatabla. Rajatabla. Exactly. It's like, it's like like a straight like strict ruler. I literally like you thought you bend. just made you that up. So like, it's, like I remember oh my when my mom was little, she couldn't wear, excuse me. I remember when I was little, my mom couldn't wear earrings, makeup, shave her mustache, wax her, wax her mustache. I remember my mom talking about stuff like that too. Yeah. Like they couldn't even wear pants. Yeah. 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 You, you couldn't wear pants. You had yeah. to keep your hair long. If you cut it, you were going to have Wow. It. And so, so that is a division of church? One could call or it. Is, it a, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a more stricter, you know, et cetera. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to say one could argue this story so for the mind we have you know the meditation right so we said in the last episode where it was really hard for me to even sit with myself right because again it was really well i couldn't meditate because i couldn't sit with myself and then for the body right we have the physical so what are ways that because both of us have have improved our health um, with losing weight so what are ways i'm interested in here because i haven't been as focused i haven't been focus on my physical up until recently where I'm trying to gain a little bit of muscle um, prior to, to some goals. So how did you tackle the physical? So actually one of the, this maybe was like the start of my divorce. It had to be like six years ago. One mm-hmm. of the providers I worked for, she's a nurse practitioner and right across from our practice was um, I guess one would call it a gym. Mm. I don't know what it was. It was a facility for something. <laughs> Anyways, the point is they, they, they had have gym equipment. They, they did, but okay. it was like, you know, bearing. Anyways, mm-hmm. the point is, is that they also had yoga classes. Mm. And so my, the nurse practitioner would okay. go like religiously. And she's really? like, Lena, you got to go. You got to go. And I'm like, hell no. Wow. Like that is not for me. I, I'm not freaking doing poses like what i don't understand what that now does mind for you, clarification this is when you were at your old size yeah so i was Jesus. i was maybe like 360 pounds at this time she's like come to yoga and i'm like Girl, i barely no. want to do yoga now i should be bending i love okay so she's like come to yoga come to and that was one of the things too is i was like oh my god i'm like overweight all these people are gonna be you know exactly. fit and and look a certain way yeah, and you better speak and the can truth. bend certain ways and i i can't shit. touch my toes <laughs> like exactly. you know and it's intimidating exactly. you know so anyway she was like she Which, actually can we pause for a second yeah that is not a true story obviously right. you know that right. i know that we know that hearing right. it but again, it's a beautiful example of how we are conditioned. Right? right. We have to look a certain way 
if we don't fit in, then we're going to automatically subconsciously right. exclude ourselves right. from that group right. because, again, we're fear of rejected. Right. And that's a beautiful point, guys. I go to yoga class and I still have to push myself through it yeah. because just to show up, once when I'm there and we center ourselves, it's so beautiful yeah. because, again, you're going within. Yeah. Continue. So the nurse practitioner I worked with was very sensitive to that because wow. she had lost a lot of weight also. Girl, the moment you said her, I was like, that's a sweet angel yeah. in disguise. She was a beautiful Another person. I still I have – we it. still have – connection with yeah, her but anyways I can feel it. such a sweet person so she was very sensitive to that because she lost a lot of weight so beautiful and so she was like no lena like you gotta come let's go go with me you're gonna love it you're gonna love it and i'm like oh my god this is i don't know anybody who does yoga like this is not for me i was wow. totally like hell no anyway so i went to yoga and i fell in love with it wow and at the end of yoga they call it i'm gonna probably say it wrong but it's like shavasana like that okay. anyways and basically that's the meditation portion of the yoga nice the way i'm sure every instructor goes it's about it differently yeah. but the way that this one was right, is bye. you did all the different yoga poses right your sun salutation and then we did the um then at the end it was probably like maybe like 10 minutes of this shavasha that anyways um it's really just meditation so you mm. would just lay there and just meditate and so that introduced me to meditation it the yoga because you have to be so focused and so balanced to hold those poses mm. it was like probably one of my first moments where it forced me to be in that moment mm. because you can't think about other things when you're standing on one foot and you're 360 pounds mm. <laughs> there's no way like you i mean i don't i couldn't i don't know exactly. i couldn't do that i was like i'm gonna fall over and then that's even worse yeah so um so, and then there was our, our teacher was such an amazing teacher and she would always like say different affirmations during the yoga class. Wow. And one that I never forgot that I still even really like mantra till today is she would say, if you are not in your own breath, mm. then your voice is not your own. Mm. Meaning like when your breath is when we're like overly excited or you're emotional or, yes. or things like that, that isn't your author authentic mm -hmm. self so be weary of the words you say mm. or the actions you take in those moments yeah yeah that's good yeah good and i still follow that when i feel myself like oh man i'm like getting anger is a good one i very rarely get angry but when i do feel myself getting overwhelmed or getting something i'm like okay this isn't a good time to make decisions because yeah. you're not your authentic yeah. self right yeah. now but your breath is such a good reminder of yeah. that because your mind can get overheated in the moment and you're like, yeah, I, I do want to kick this person's ass. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah. But, you know, the story in your head says do it. Yeah. And that's and at that point in my life, I had a lot to be angry about. Wow. I was very, very angry. And it was telling me to kick a lot of people's ass. Dude, I'm so glad I asked you that question because I would have never thought that you started off with meditation. Yeah. I thought that I thought that you started off with the gym. No. Wow, that's beautiful. I mean, Very I think simultaneously, but it started off with yoga. Mm -hmm. And then what we started to do was we did yoga um, like two days a week. And then we did um, the gym three days a week. So, yeah. So I lost about, I don't know, 70, 80 pounds on my own. Yeah. Just working out. You know, I did yoga. We also did a boot camp class too. And that's another, that was another class where I have a lot of anxiety over at first because I was like, I'm going to go to this class. Like these people are in my mind. This is a story I told myself. These people are fit. They're going to look at me like, what is this woman doing here? You know? And, um, 
first of all, if you've ever taken a boot camp class, you know you're just trying to survive. Right. You do not care what the person next to you is yeah. doing because you are trying not to die. Yes. And I'm like, if you are looking at the person next to you, man, you're not working hard enough because right. there is no way. Because even now, I I still go to a, a different, but it's a it's burn boot camp, which I love, by the way. I recommend that. Anyways, I go, I still go to a boot camp class, and I see other people that are heavier, and mm-hmm. you can see that they're like, you know, kind of insecure, kind of this. And I'm like, listen, um, I am how I am now, but I've lost almost two hundred pounds. Yeah. Like I was where you are, and the yeah. fact that you're even showing up here to come Huge. here, like, man, that is so powerful. Huge. Huge. And along the way too, like people would cheer me on. Like I thought people were gonna be like, what is she doing here? No, people were like, Man, good for you. Yeah. Like, you know, you're wonderful. Like, keep coming, good. Like, yeah. you know, and they would they would, you know, um influence me yeah. and, and make me feel good about myself, yeah. Yeah. you know, and cheer you on. Yeah. It's crazy so, how much we think others are gonna reject us. Yeah. And really when it comes down to it, we've been rejecting ourselves. Right, right. And we've been telling ourselves, you know, you're an idiot for not showing up or you're gonna go one more time. Right. And really the story is that what we're telling ourselves. Right. And it's not really, I mean, I've never had no buff or workout person come up to me in the gym and say, Hey, what are you doing here? Fat ass. Yeah. Never had anybody ever say that in my life. No, but, but I have had know. other people. I mean, not person. I mean, listen, probably behind my back or something, but I have had other people that have made snarky comments. Of and course. it's like, unkind. there's always going to be the haters. Right. Yeah. But you know, going back to here to the, to taking good care of yourself, the question becomes if we if we're already seeking within and we start questioning the inner beliefs and we start questioning, well, why am I not showing up for myself? And again, if we find ourselves in a position where it is because we're scared of rejection, that's okay. Yeah. But are we gonna continue to reject our wholeness and health and and wholeness? I guess we can call it our wholeness. Are we gonna continue to reject our wholeness due to other people's rejection, possible rejection and right. ultimate rejection of self. And obviously the answer is no. Right. So it's a beautiful meditation, workout. They have the group classes. There's so many, there so many resources now that you can do. You know, another like one. We used to do Zumba. Oh, yeah, wow. a long time ago. But yes. yep, with Natasha, yeah. Yep, and it was, uh, as a, it was a lot of fun, yeah. though. I don't know how much workout, fun. but it was surely fun. It is fun. And I say I don't know how much workout because we used to play around a lot. I think because we, we didn't take yeah, ourselves. It was, it was more It was more like like we just got together at yes. the gym and like we like tore up the first Yes. Night. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it was basically a club during, work, during yeah. day hours. <laughs> and they had daycare. And they had girl we sign up for the first and second class please it was free care all three today on exactly Zuba. how long can we leave our kids here exactly. for <laughs> listen anyways so going back so you know another thing i thought about while you were talking was going so tying in the inner child right yes. which is partially mental and also spiritual which yeah. is the 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 um body mind and spirit the, the spirit part but also one thing i was trying to think of what i've done so one of the things I've done is I've made a list of, cause we always like to use excuses and that's right. okay. That's how we stay safe. So I'm like, okay, Andrew. So back then my, my excuse was money, right? Oh, I need to save. What happens if I get divorced? What happens if this happens? And, and get... you're saying excuses for what? Well, I'm going to tell okay. you. So to be able to find myself and to be able to enjoy and heal. Cause this is part of the process, right? Okay. So I, I started making a list of, well, guess what, Andrew, you can visit national parks for five bucks. Yeah. You can go kayaking for seven bucks. Right. You can take your bike 
to Clearwater Beach and ride for 45 minutes for free. So I was just thinking while we were talking earlier is there's, in fact, I did it the other day. I think I told you over the phone where I walked into the gym and my spirit told me not to go to the gym that morning to go for a natural walk outside. And I literally got on the treadmill and I was like, I got to go. And I left. And when I went outside and I went walking outside to catch some air, dude, I had like four or five downloads of how I'm going to continue progressing my life. And it's because obviously you connect with, I'm not saying everybody should not go to the, I'm not saying you shouldn't leave the fitness center in that moment. I felt that for myself, but these are other resources that one could find going to national parks, depending where you live. Listen, I used to do those workout videos at home in the beginning because I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't feel comfortable in myself. I didn't feel, you know, I just didn't want to. So I used to do the workout at home and I used to do the, what's that show where they lose all the weight? Oh, the biggest loser. Yes. I used to do their workout videos and you can literally YouTube it. (laughs) And that's what I used to do in my house every single day. And you know what I realized? Like after I started, I mean, I used to do it every single day for months. Um, my kids would start coming yeah. to do it too. And yeah, they would they watch would, me. They think it's fun. Yeah. And they would be like, Oh mom, like you're doing it and you're, you know, like, you know, and, and it's really your actions. I mean, this is a whole different conversation, but it really is your actions that your kids look to versus your words. For sure. So my kids would be like, mom, you know, you, you say you're going to do that and you do it. Yeah. Ultimately, they, ultimately they reflect and they become who we are and not who we say we are. Right. Which obviously go back to vibration. If we can tell somebody to do something. Story. Yeah. Um, so another thing I remembered was there's, so one of the things this year, again, stepping outside of my box was inviting um, a fellow um, neighbor of mine, Omar, to play tennis because I wanted to try something new. Yeah. And again, everything inside of me said fear, you know, especially again, because I was molested and because I didn't have a father and all that story. I mean, it's still sometimes troubling to be around other men, especially masculine. Wow, really? Yeah. So me stepping out and going and playing with him. First of all, me asking him was a sign, was a possibility of him saying, I'm not interested in, 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 in going and playing tennis with you again. That was my voice. And did he play tennis already or did you just feel like it was okay to no, ask him? I, I felt, honestly, it comes down to I felt safe with him. Okay. And I was like, dude, do you want to go play tennis? Okay. He was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then we went and these other two masculine guys said, hey, can we join you? And inside, I was like, F-U-C-K, this was supposed to be just us. And now, and I kid you not, I, I mean, I remember texting you after I left. I felt And why do you so define them as masculine? Because that's, that's how I experienced it. Oh, like you, you perceived them as masculine. Correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And in that moment, these masculine guys could do a better job than me because I'm not as masculine. That meaning they were bulky out. You could tell they they probably played tennis for many. Got many it. Times like athletic. And I'm like, dude, I never even touched this shit. Yeah. You know, but the point of the story is number one, taking a step out. Number two, I realized not everything has to be boring. And that's really the point I wanted to get to with the inner child is like, I mean, I think I told you the other day, I left my house, I went to the swing set and I just went and rolled the swings, got back in the car and went back to the desk. And literally those seven minutes of joy gave me the rest of the day. And I think there's a lot of reasons to that because number one, we acknowledge that inner child, right? And then number two is because moving our bodies bring so much healing yeah, and, and, and it brings sure. so much liberation to that inner energy that's for sure. so stuck if, for it, sure. if it is. So um, those are a couple cool suggestions and good reminders for me personally. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, it's kind of hard because I think you, it's, especially in the beginning, you're looking for somebody to kind of 
Like I see, I hear people all the time, like, man, if I just had a buddy to go with or something like that, that is wonderful. But ultimately we really have to learn to hold ourselves accountable. Exactly. You really do because you're by yourself. (laughs) I don't literally mean that, but I kind of do mean that you really are by yourself in that people life changes, right? The only thing constant in life is change. But if we become secure within ourselves, if we say, like, I used to be one of those people that I didn't even want to go to the store by myself. Exactly. I didn't even want to go to the store. Exactly. Um, I was like, everything that I did, I was like, I need to go somebody, somebody to go with me. And now I'm like, if I want to go out to dinner, I go to dinner by myself. If I want to go to the movies, I'll go to the movies. And I, as I'm saying that, I'm like, man, you haven't been to movies in a long time. That's because exactly. of COVID. <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever it is that I want to experience, I'll do that, yeah. you know? And it's, yeah. it's, and as you, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And now I don't even think about it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you want to do it? Go do it. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's interesting you bring that up because you know how I had to test myself if I really meant what I was telling myself mm-hmm. is I would say, cause I experienced the same with my wife, Cynthia. So I would say, Hey, let's go. Let's say an example. Let's go walk the beach. Right. And if she said no, then automatically I didn't want to go no more. Right. So then I realized, okay, dude, then you really weren't doing it for yourself. Because if you're doing it for yourself, you still get your ass in the car and go. Right. And there was so many times where I didn't get in the car and go. That's okay. But came a day where I said, you know what? I deserve to go to that beach if somebody goes with me or not. Right. And I started testing myself. Like, okay, you're going to say this, but is it really for you or is it really for someone else? Right. So that, that, that's a beautiful reminder because as again, going back to the mind and the spirit is why are we doing things? Why are we restricting ourselves? Why are we not showing up for ourselves? Yeah. And ultimately it's, 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 it's because of a belief. Right. That's great. And I think really, you know, another like fun thing for me to connect in with myself. So I, I I'm a, he's going to laugh too when I say this, but I am not a good singer. Mm. I sing. It's not good. Mm-hmm. She got lungs though. <laughs> but i appreciate the art so much like yeah. i i love music i love artwork i love i just i love the arts i love maybe plays you're a in a past life maybe like i love broadway i love shows like i love all of that um and anyway so my point is is that i never was i didn't cannot sing i do sing i just you know pan is the ability to um but I said, you know, how can I really like get my creative self going? And I know you really resonate with music and that's your outlet, but I can't sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I still do. But I started getting into, well, like, let me start painting. Let me yeah, express myself through one. painting, you know, and let me see what I come up with really just to cre- create those creative, to have an outlet for that creative yeah. energy. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, I seen like a lot of people color and do things like that and which you know, think, that would tie into the mind because they say that course. it's extremely soothing. Of course. It's coloring, the coloring books, yeah. painting. Of course. Those are good ones. Good yeah. One. I even do that with my kids. Like I have a rule with my kids. There's no electronics during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, They can use it on the weekend. So both my kids are involved in sports. I mean, typically we're like at the softball or baseball field five days a week. But when it's off season, what do you do? I'm like, okay, I'm buying you guys a paint set. I'm buying you a coloring set. Like my kids still build forts Mm -hmm. and they're 11 and six. And they're like, Hey, we're, we want it. We want all the blankets in the house. I'm like, Ray, whatever. You're going to fold them all and put them back, but do whatever you want to do. Um, but I think it's such a beautiful thing that I have 
allowed my kids to really like get into that space where it's like, let's be creative. What can we do? You know? Yeah, for sure. And a reminder to myself, like, Hey, when you're done working, close the laptop. We're not, I used to be one of those that worked all night, answered emails all night. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm. No, I turned that computer off and I put it away. And actually, you know, what's so interesting is, is in my mind, I'm like, well, my boss is so supportive. I love her. But her boss's boss, I didn't have a direct relationship. So I was like, oh, what is she going to think Like, if I don't? And one day I heard her, I'm, I'm in finance, I'm in revenue cycle. And she goes, there is no revenue cycle emergency. If, you do, if you're done for the day, you're done for the day. There is no revenue cycle emergency. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm adopting her attitude. <laughs> there is no emergency. So I'm like, why do I need to look at these emails? I'm done with this. Nice. So I really made a rule for myself. Like you are cutting this off. You deal with it in the morning. Beautiful boundary. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And to be like supportive in that way. Cause again, in my mind, I'm like, oh man, she's going to want me to do this. And she's like, no, yeah. there's no emergencies. You need work life balance. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. It's true. It's true. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I've, I've experienced both of the, uh, both sides of that. I've had yeah. a boss that encourages uh, balance and then I've had bosses. Oh, listen, I've had, I've had horrible bosses, which makes you appreciate the good ones so much more because I've had horrible bosses that I was like, oh my God, I'm ready to just never come back here. And it had nothing to do with my job and everything to do with the leader. Yeah. So definitely for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think we tackle, I know for me and my journey when I was like, all right, I'm ready to change who I am literally, physically, spiritually, mentally. How do I do this? We talked about the physical part. Um, and we touch a little bit on our, our mental health, right? Cause mental health awareness, first of all, is so, I believe anyway, is a topic that really does not get enough, um, attention in this country mm-hmm. in general. You know, it's like you were explaining, you can go to the emergency room and get seen for a broken arm. Where, where do you go when you have a broken heart? Mm-hmm. Right. And even if you have insurance, those out of pockets, um, financial responsibility of the patient, are usually really high. You Super. think about like a $60 copay or something. Who can pay? Like that is a lot. And then it's like, well, okay, I need well, to see you every week. in the hundreds. Yeah. Literally. And then when you're committing to that one or two days. Yeah. So I was going to say, when you're committing to that one or two days, it's like, that's not even, you're, you know, some people are struggling with the real financial barrier of how do I even pay my electric bill? Yeah. So, you know, the mental health awareness in this country really needs some more awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I started out and I, I got myself into therapy and I said, I need to get myself into therapy. I need to find a therapist. And we really, we talked previously about really finding the right fit of therapists yeah. too. Because what I found is that I, when I started seeing a therapist, I could see them for whatever period of time, but then it got to a point where they really weren't helping me. Mm-hmm. I was more so just telling them my story. And then I even had therapists that became fascinated with me because they were like, oh my God, you're so resilient. Like, you have gotten through so much. And I'm like, okay, great. But I still have all this to do with, are you going to help me with this? <laughs> you know? But they were like, wow, like fascinated with used, even my to, story. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I still need help. <laughs> I used to call the counselors. And I, used to be, I used to tell them like a brief of all my story. I used to be like, do you think you can help me? Yeah. And someone would be like, oh, fuck, this is too much. No, right. No, seriously. Like, um, no, I think you should contact someone. Literally. Yes. And then other ones would be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, you sound like a lot of fun. Get yes. Yes. For sure. So honestly, you got some of them that have been in the industry 20 years right. and, and they haven't seen some of the trauma. Right. 
um, or some people are not as honest and, and open as yeah. they should be, could be. So um, interesting. Yeah, definitely. So I, I found that I found, I think during my six years, I saw four different therapists. Nice. Yep. Um, my last therapist I saw, she took me up through my bachelor's. I think I stopped seeing her right before my bachelor's. Wow. And then I sent her an email when I graduated with my bachelor's to be nice. like, yes, look, this is what I did. Nice. Um, and so I think that that relationship when I mean, you can tell when somebody really cares yeah, about you for sure beyond like this is just a paycheck. An angel. Yeah. Right. Yep. So um, the beautiful story there, let me interject, is mm-hmm. the is the mere fact that. You know, I, I've heard several people, as you know, we talk about the podcast that's upcoming um, to be launched, et cetera, that they're like, oh, well, I've gone to counseling, but it wasn't the right fit. And the beautifulness, and, and I'm so happy the fact that it came out is if it's not a right fit, folks, find another one. Yeah. If you feel like you still need the help, you know, I had to find a holistic coach one. Right. And she literally could tap into my energy to help me work through some things. Right. And then to your point, there was times that, you know, like my my recent doctor that I still see, you know, this guy has 25 years of traumatic, he's worked with athletes, drug addicted, you uh, know, with yeah. the prison system, et cetera. So, but again, I literally chose him because my spirit said, call that guy. Yeah. And he's the one that called me back immediately, et cetera. So the more of the story in this case is don't give up. Just like right. we wouldn't stop wearing shoes just because we outgrew one of them right. or if they had a hole in them. I would encourage anyone that's listening, if you feel like you need that help, girl or boy or sir <laughs> or ma'am, go and get it because you deserve it. And as Oprah says, that much and so much more. Exactly. Exactly. So we covered physical. We covered your mental. Let's talk about your spiritual. Um, well, let's talk about the mind really quick because sure. I wanted to add, we didn't touch about journaling. Oh, and yeah. That's, that's a, a good huge one. Huge one. Huge one, especially yeah. out in mainstream right now, which is a good thing. Um, but one of the things that I just wanted to add when it came to the journaling is be honest, be yeah. open, right? And again, guys, baby steps. In the beginning, it's so freaking hard to, at least for me, it was, it was so freaking hard to read what I was actually writing. Yeah. Like, oh, fucking goddamn shit. That's really how you feel about yourself? Yeah. I thought you were telling yourself what you were happy. Yeah. And that's the disconnect that begins to happen. And I hate to say it, but the bigger it becomes, the the, the harder it is that shift. Because you literally have to start questioning the beliefs you've been telling yourself. You literally right. have to question the lies you've been telling yourself. You have to question the thoughts. So journaling. I was going to say I sometimes. I carry something. I carry, as you know, I carry yeah. it about everywhere I go. Because sometimes I just have to write mm-hmm. shit out. And sometimes the fear is so big in our head that it's not until we write it out, say it out loud, mm-hmm. whisper it, whatever the hell, get it out of your head. Yeah. You realize that it's not even a fear. Yeah. Like what you made into this huge thing in your mind is so simple. Well, fear, acronym that is out a lot, fear, false evidence appearing real. Right. Until we challenge it, we literally physically right. think it's real. Yeah. And the and the easiest way I can help someone understand that is like you looking at a movie screen, the person watching the movie literally thinks it's real. Yeah. But in theory, it's really an illusion. That's, you know, a good example of that is my, one of my therapists, um, my, my last one, my most recent one. Um, I was like, I, I probably was single for about three, four years after my divorce. Cause I really was like, I'm focusing on myself. Like I'm a hot mess. I'm not out here trying to attract a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I need to fix myself. 
Um, so anyways, once I started dating, I'm like, wow, how do I even like get back into dating and all this kind of stuff? And my therapist challenged me in a way. So I had been dating someone for quite a long time and she challenged me and she's like, well, have you spoke to this person? Have you been honest with them about your experiences? And I'm like, what experiences? <laughs> Knowing damn well what she was talking about. Yeah. And anyway, she was saying like, have you been able to be vulnerable with them? Mm. And I'm like, no. And she was like, okay, at what point do you think you're going to share the fact that you were molested? The fact that you were a victim of child abuse? Yeah. And I was like, well, never. <laughs> and she was like, why? What is your fear? Mm. And it, And I'm like, oh my God, like I... I'm afraid that they're going to judge me. I'm afraid that they're going to think like I'm disgusting. I'm afraid that they're going to think like I'm tarnished. I'm, you know, like these things happen to me and oh my God, like, you know, you're, you're like a project or something. And, um, really those are my own thoughts. Um, but what she challenged me to say is she looked at me and she goes, Elena, if somebody told you that they were molested or they were raped or whatever sexual trauma happened to them, is that what you would tell them? Mm -hmm. And I said, no. Yeah. And she goes, what would you tell them? I said, I would tell them I'm so sorry. And I would have compassion and empathy. She goes, okay. So why would anybody look at you with anything but that for you? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you are so right. Like that was like mind blowing for me because, and then to further that, I'm like, okay, the fact that I never even after I overcame that and understood that, I was like, I'm still not sharing it with him. <laughs> mm. Because the person I was dating with at the time, I'm like, this is not something that's going to be, um, um, this is my my lifelong partner, yeah, you know. Yeah. I knew it was for the moment. So I was like, there's not even, I'm not interested in investing that much of myself mm. into this. Yeah. Um, but the realization that when the right partner comes along, you should be able to have those vulnerable conversations with them. I mean, sure. you should be able to be open and honest with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's, it's a, it's a very important part of, of creating any. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, the thing is like, it, 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 it gives you that safety and that comfort because what do we really want? in a partner. This is a whole, I'm like going totally off here, but it's important. What do you want in a partner? What do you want in a relationship, right? We want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. We want to feel loved. We want to feel acknowledged. We want to feel heard. We want to feel validated. You want to feel, you want to know that, that you matter to yeah. that person, yeah. um, that they see you. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, in order to find that in somebody else, you really got to find all that in yourself Yes. because once you found it in yourself, you're not, it's no longer negotiable. Yeah. So my ex-husband, we were together for 10 years. Do you know, he never knew my story. Yeah. He never knew what any of my story, but that was our agreement. Yeah. I mean, literally subconsciously, we didn't sit down and say we had an agreement. But subconsciously, it was like, you don't ask me about this. I don't ask you about that. And we're just going to keep going like That's this. Right. And so that lack of intimacy literally like laid our foundation, you know? And now that I'm like, okay, I, I do speak about this. I am aware of these within me. I need a partner that also understands that yeah. about me, you know? And so it's really important to be able to 
to articulate that and have those conversations. And and besides, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm using romantic love because I'm in a romantic love phase, but it really is like whatever relationship you have in your life, mm-hmm. it's important to feel safe in those relationships. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, I think this ties in beautifully with today's episode because it comes down to if you're not, if you're not practicing these uh, core principles to some extent, right? And again, I cannot tell you enough how compassionate you have to be with yourself because you do not expect, such as I did, where you go from 30 years of not practicing self-love where you're going to practice it every single day for seven days a week. It's, 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 it, that's not the way this world works, folks. Right. It's, it's law and attraction, meaning this train already has a lot of momentum of me not taking care of myself right this one is going extremely slow so i need to get this one up to speed and honestly subconsciously this one will slow down and what i'm trying to emphasize here is when we check in with ourselves when we journal about how we feel when we tell ourselves elena andrew i love you and i know i should really eat this instead of that because of how this impacts my body right because that's a form of self-love right when we're able to make those decisions then when our body says hey this person's not making you feel safe right us choosing desperately to stay in that situation is going to cease because in that moment you're going to say wow i can go journal about this i can go ground myself shit i might want to go to the gym or you know what i really don't want to i'm not up for your drama tonight i'm actually gonna go to yoga class like I, i was so mm-hmm. go fuck off, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, you can't have, you can't have that approach if you don't have that foundation. So right. that foundation is so important. So to your point with the relationship, I think it all ties in beautifully together. To your point, either husband, spouse, work, friend, family, business, whatever it may be, it all ties in together. Right. All ties in together. And I think I, I tell you, I still practice this today when there's a decision that I feel I can be impulsive. <laughs> I'm working on it. I can be impulsive and I, and I am working on being more patient. So yeah. one thing that I practice in my life is there's something that I feel like I got to tell this person. I got to tell them. I got to say this to them. I'm like, Elena, you wait a week. Mm-hmm. You still feel like that next week, then act on it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you know that that was in the moment mm-hmm. because there's times where I'm like, I, I'm ready to tell you an entire book about what I feel. Mm -hmm. And I realize that it's not about, I mean, I can honestly say that uh, there's never been a situation where after a week, I still want to have that conversation. Beautiful. There isn't. Yeah, It takes a lot of maturity to get to that place. That's a beautiful place to be. And I firmly believe, which I'll be talking about on my private channel is I firmly believe that's where Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. And it's not an external place that we get to. It's literally you're living in heaven in your mind. Yeah. Meaning I'm in control of my emotions. Right. I'm in control of my reactions. Right. And I dictate how this world, how this right. world operates. Right. And you're learning or you've already learned and you're seeing, you continue to see like fucking goddamn. It really didn't have to do about them. It right. had to do about my connection with self. Right. And honestly, I want to ask one last question on the spirit. What, because I, I mean, I think, I think I'm very open on, on my spiritual beliefs, but what are your, what are, what's, when it comes to the holistic taking care of, taking good care of ourselves, what, how, how does your spiritual beliefs uh, play a role? So what does that mean to you? I don't, if it means anything. Are you talking like spiritual beliefs and tying it back to our source and our, what, what, what does it mean spiritual, to you? spirituality 
So I, you I, and I come from very different. We do, we do. I'm a little interested to hear your. We take. do. So I, I don't believe in any traditional um, religion. Okay. I don't believe in any sort of conformed religion. I do believe that there's a higher power. I do believe that there's people called source, people called the universe, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't really feel the need to put a label on it. Um, but I do believe that there's a higher power. And what I think is what keeps me aligned is when I'm connected to my higher power. I feel, and I say connected because there are times where I'm disconnected and actually I find that I'm more, <laughs> I find that I'm more connected than disconnected. So when I'm disconnected, I really feel it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy crap, like what is happening here? What does disconnected mean? So I think it shows up differently for different people. Okay. For me, it shows up as like anxiety. I mm-hmm. overthink things. I I maybe can eat stuff that I'm not supposed to. Like, I'm like, I, you don't eat this. What is mm-hmm. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Um, You don't, Um, I shouldn't say what's wrong with you because it's putting guilt it's on ourselves. But, um, but I feel like I can't concentrate. Mm-hmm. My mind kind of races and I just don't feel at peace with myself, yeah. you know? And even sometimes I even feel like I'm like, I mean, there's sadness. Yeah. It's this utter sadness, yeah. which I'm like, what do you have to be sad about? Yeah. What, it's like, what? Like there isn't an uh, instance where I'm like, okay, this event happened. Now I'm sad. No, it's just like, I'm just sad. Yeah. Um, and the more and more I get into my head, the more and more I'm like, this is total disconnection. Mm. And so the more I get into connected where I say like, I'm in my spirit, I'm in my higher self, the more I am able to release all things that don't serve me. Mm. Because even your anxiety doesn't serve you. Exactly. It's not an emotion that propels you forward. It's exactly. one that keeps you stuck. And so when I feel that, I'm like, hey, we, we, you have to regulate yourself so that you get back onto feeling. I call it a high because literally it is a high. You do feel like you're high. How do we get back onto that? Yeah. Right. Because in my highest form of self, I am positive. I am happy. I am like full of life and I, and I am, um, um, at peace with myself. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I can be at peace that? with other people, different ways, different ways. I do journal. I think what I try to do is try to, und- it, it depends if it's a deeper wound that's causing it, then that cause that that's deeper work I have to do. Mm-hmm. If it's something where I'm like, okay, I have, if it's something where I'm, I feel like it's more superficial, then I can kind of take some time out for myself First of all, I'm the kind of person I need alone time. Yeah. I, I just have to be alone. I, I have to take my time to say, I need a break from the entire world. And I need people to understand that because I get, I can be totally overwhelmed by other people. Mm. Um, so number one, I take my time for myself. Um, a lot of times I'll, my kids will go to sleep. I have a swing on my back patio. I will go on that swing. I will play music. Mm. I will sing. <laughs> I will journal. I will just just be with myself, yeah. be in my own thoughts or clear my head of all thoughts so that I can just connect back to myself and really understand what are you feeling? Yeah. Without the influence of any external factors oh. in this moment, how do you feel? Um, I was 
I grew up in a household where feelings weren't really honored. Um, And part of that was because my mom was a single mom, right? Like there was no feeling there. and, and, And I say that because my mom worked sometimes two or three jobs or two jobs and went to school. So literally there was no time to talk about your feelings. Mm -hmm. Okay. There wasn't that. It was like my mom was worried or or surviving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have those open conversations. And my mom, whether subconsciously or consciously, I, you know, she taught me that you have to care for yourself in your household. My mom taught me financial stability. She taught me like to be very responsible. She didn't teach me how to love myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that piece, that emotional piece was totally out. What she did teach me, which I saw a lot in my house growing up, was a lot of that instability, mm. right? So it's like one minute, it, and I'm not literally mean minute, but one, I could be that morning, love you, and then that night, hate you. And that was totally normal. Mm. That is not normal. <laughs> and so, and I, so I, that is how I interacted with a lot of my relationships. It was very much that push and pull kind of thing, you know? And like I said, that was the example I saw and I thought it was normal. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I started to, you know, do work on myself and see myself that I'm like, this, this, first of all, that creates such an imbalance and you feel so unsafe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You feel unsafe within yourself. You feel unsafe in, in your relationship. You know, you, you feel just completely out of whack. Yeah. And so, um, I don't, I don't, I don't struggle with that really much anymore. But when I do, when I do have those moments where I'm like, man, I feel totally like this is not me. Then I'm like, okay, I need to connect back with myself. So spirituality to me is, is that spiritual connection you have between you and whatever you believe in, right? Because whatever you put faith in is now a belief. Yes. And so I don't think it matters. There's good, people that good, good faith or bad faith, folks. Right. And it's both ways, by the way. <laughs> there's people that worship the sun. If you want to worship the sun, worship the sun. And, and I'm not talking about dark stuff. I'm I'm literally talking about if you literally think that you can never amount to anything, that is a belief and that is faith. Yeah. And that's what you're gonna attract. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, listen, I don't personally believe in dark magic things anyways, but yeah. um, like I meet people all the time, you know, this is a good one. My friend, the other day I sat down with her and had a conversation. She goes, Elena, where do you meet men? Cause there's no good men in this world. And I said, do you realize what you just said? Mm-hmm. You literally just said there's no good men in this world. So you expect a good man to come from where? Mm-hmm. Cause from you nowhere. just declared that mm-hmm. there are no good men. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. your words have power. Like, let's just start with changing the way you speak. For sure. Um, but I definitely have, um, moments which which i think are beautiful when i'm able to connect to my my spirituality myself my source and have conversation like you and i mm-hmm. there there may not be literally out loud um but they are conversations where it's like you need clarity okay this is clarity you need comfort i can give you comfort you need this like this is what i will give you and i also believe that the universe speaks to us in so many different ways mm. i mean i <laughs> i went one time to um have a tarot card reading and this was like right when i had a um argue with my ex-husband um 
and it just so happened we were going to tarot card reading that day. It was like some spiritual fair that we were going to. And I get to the spiritual fair. And at first I'm like, I'm not even in crap. Like I'm pissed off about the argument or whatever, but I'm like, let me just do it. My brother at the time was affiliated with this group and he was so excited for us to meet them. So I was like, okay, let me just play along with this crap. Right. That literally was my attitude. I don't feel like that about any spiritual tarot readers now, but I'm giving you context. So I go and I sit down and I have this reading and this, first of all, he tried to do a past life regression with me. That did not work. Cause you, you, if you know, if you start to get into stuff like that, you literally have to give permission to go to those spaces. I was nowhere near ready to give permission for anybody to go anywhere within mm-hmm. me. So it did not work. So he goes, Hey, listen, let me just do a reading for you. I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. And so he starts reading for me. He said the exact words that my ex-husband told me prior to me getting there. Like my ex-husband told me some derogatory stuff. And he literally was like, your husband is so nasty. He speaks to you so nasty. He tells you this. And it was the exact words. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. What the hell is happening here? And I was like, oh my God. I think throughout my life, I can see times where the universe was like, I am here. You just have to trust and believe in me. But I've always been here. And I I was the one that was like, oh, no, no. (laughs) And the universe was like, yes, yes. And I will speak to you in whatever means you like, for example, if you're if you're if you're thinking about something and then all of a sudden you see a commercial about it, like that is not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. You know, that is literally the universe is going to try to reach you through whatever method you're you're going to receive it. And, you know, Oprah always says, like, the universe will throw a, p- a pebble. If you don't listen, they'll throw a stone. If yeah. you don't listen, they'll throw a rock. Yeah. And they're going to throw a damn boulder eventually. Yeah. So it's like, let's, the more, the more you get in tune with yourself, the more you are connected to source, you will catch those pebbles. Right. You don't need the boulder because right. you're catching the pebble. So that's my spirituality. What about Beautiful. you? So, you know, I share a lot of the same beliefs. You know, I think mine is mine was a little bit more convoluted for the mere fact that I was raised in a Christian household and it firmly um, sustained on, on, quote unquote, the Holy Bible and the religious belief that came be, behind the church. All that aside, I think for me, spirit, and I literally heard this while you were talking spirituality is anything that brings you faith and hope. So the reason why I heard that is because if someone says, well, I don't believe in religion, that's great. Is there any ounce inside of you that you can hope and have faith that your life can get better? Or are you literally telling me that this is where you're going to hang? So, and I think that's such a beautiful, and I'm so grateful for that download because it tells us there is no right and wrong. It tells us that there is no organized. I do firmly believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he was a messenger that was sent to earth, just like Buddha was, just like 10 other people I could mention. Um, I think Edgar Tolle is one of them. I think Oprah is one of them. I think every single one of us that are walking the earth is one of them. Exactly. In fact, Buddha says all of us are Buddhas, but we're dressed in drag. Meaning if you take off the the, the layers of clothing and of physical appearance that we've placed on ourselves, then we will be that Buddha. Um, so for me, that's what spirit believes. I do believe that there is a greater source and that we can tap into that. And furthermore, uh, more importantly, we are that. 
Right. Um, and we're realizing that as people, and that's really what what my heart. Yeah, I saw. Um, I had an experience one time with someone that. So I work for a um Seventh Day Adventist organization. They're 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 very open about prayer and 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 all and faith and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's a beautiful thing, right? Because they honor your differences. Of they're course. not saying you have to be follow our beliefs. Good. They're saying have faith. Yeah. So one of the um one of the um uh employees was going through a really rough time. And um they were like, Can we pray for you? And she was like, Well, I do not believe in prayer. Like, okay, so what do you do? Nice. And she says, Well, I just I just wish. Nice. So they said, Well, can we wish for you? That's and I'm beautiful. like, Oh my God, what a beautiful, beautiful like example of meeting are. You know, instead of totally, you could have totally dismissed, could have totally just diminished their feelings, but instead we chose a path of love and said, let me just wish for you. Can I wish alongside you? We need a lot more of that in our lives. Yes. And in this world. For sure. And most importantly, before I can give that to anyone else, I want to make sure I feel more. Exactly. Because as you mentioned earlier, none of us are perfect. And there's days that we're going to be high and there's days that we're going to, and I, and I need to find a better way to articulate that, but we'll, we'll go with that for today. So there's days that we're going to be on top and there's days that we're going to be low. The important thing is riding those out and understanding that that is the yin and yang to life. It is the good with the bad. And I'm not talking about suffering because that's a whole nother story. Right. Um, but these emotional up and downs, it's part of life and allows us to always mm-hmm. look inward. Yeah, there's a, I forgot the name of the author, but he actually goes to that. And he says that when you understand that there's a balance to all things in life, when you understand that there's as much good as there is bad, you will ride out the bad because you know, just as there was bad, good is coming right after that. But so many people get in that bad space and man, they just, they just stay there and they're well, like, they don't think this is where hope. I'm supposed to be living. That's why the right. spirit is so beautiful because that spirit reminds us that there is hope. Right. There has to be hope. Right. You know, and honestly, if somebody thinks that there is no hope then that's okay, you know, um, we had a beautiful, beautiful experience. We have so many experiences, but we had such a, we had a beautiful experience in New York City recently. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Jimmy. No. I remember the homeless guy in Anyways, what happened in New York? No, but we had a beautiful experience in New York mm-hmm. where um, we actually reconnected with a, a second cousin of mm-hmm. mine. Um, and she, we, she, she actually lived in New Jersey, but she met us in New York. And, um, we were like, what did you, I think you told her, like, what do you, what do you want to do as a kid that yeah. you never got to do? And she was like, man, I really wanted to ride the horses in Central Park. Yeah. And we got to share the video with everybody. But we went on this horse in Central Park. It was four of us, my, my second cousin, her daughter, and then us two on this horse. I mean, the, the music we have, first of all, we carry a speaker everywhere we go. So if you ever see us out, there's a speaker behind us somewhere following us. Yeah. Um, and so we had a speaker, we brought it on the horse. We were like, can we bring this? The, I don't know his name. Horse person was like, yes. The conductor, I guess. I guess him. he's a, con- I don't know. Anyways, the man <laughs> gentleman was so nice. He's like, yes, you can do it. So we had it. We played music. We danced. I mean, he took us all over central park. 
And it was so fun. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, I asked him, I'm like, hey, this is your best ride all night, right? And he goes, no, you're my best ride in 20 years. And it was like, I mean, we were all kids in that moment. It was beautiful. So I I share that story because whatever you want to do, whatever you're like, you missed out on as a kid or you felt you missed out on, like we never jumped on beds. We never, I mean- Whatever you feel like, I so yearn to do that. You're not too old. You're never too old. I encourage you to make a list. I mean, start off, you know, I don't know, with one or two things and do it and seriously do it. One of the, that's such a beautiful reminder. One of the the guys that I look up to, especially in this time of my life, uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith, he says, in life, and anybody that's been through a traumatic event that literally has um, shaped their life, they'll understand this in your soul. In life, the goal is to be born once and to die twice. Yeah. Because the rebirth that you're seeing here and the rebirth that honestly, and I say this with all humility and love, is that I hope everyone gets to experience is just that. If you, if you find yourself like us, where maybe you were cleaning your own dishes, you're cleaning your own clothes at the age five, the universe is literally giving you a second chance at your childhood. And that's why we're supposed to be born once. We're supposed to, born, we're supposed to be born once and die twice. We die to, to the mask. We die to the trauma that we've experienced. Yeah. And we allow, this is where the Bible says, that we shall remain like children. And not childish, two different things. One yeah. is an, emotion, an emotional state, an emotional state of maturity, and the other one is a frame of. And the being like childlike is what happens when we're a child. We're gonna be safe. We didn't know where. I knew I was gonna be safe in a fucking closet, but I knew I would be okay. I knew that there was more. I knew that this was not gonna be life. Right. Never. <clears throat> excuse me. Never thought I would have three kids. But when I had three kids, I knew they would not go to a certain extent. And that in itself is a greater good fighting for us. That's a beautiful thing. So in short, make sure you're taking damn good care of yourself. Any final words? Yes. Go ahead. And there's what? I was going to say, and there is no one more deserving of your love than yourself. Give it all, baby. Literally no one else. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Literally no one else. Give it to yourself. Fill it all in. So thank you so much for joining us on we this episode. You. I would love to hear your feedback. If you've if you've done the work from our last episode, if you're making your list about what you what you want to do, what you missed out on as a child, message us. We're on Instagram. We're on yes. Facebook. Take us out. We love to correspond with you. Like us. Share our video. And don't forget to share this with your friends, your family. Yeah. Uh, as, as Elena said, get on there and talk to us. We want to hear back from you guys. And we look forward to the future. And hey, we'll be visiting a city near you very soon. And we'll be selecting people that we get to do things that uh, you always wanted to do in your childhood. And we'll be doing some inner work and uh, we'll be uh, piloting a, a new little thing we got coming up. So yeah, stay open to that. And uh, we can't wait to see you soon here at Evolving Combos. Exactly. Love you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.